Hey everybody, welcome to the weekend podcast at cnctoday.com. I'm your host, Jay Pearson, and for those of you who uh, might be listening for the first time, um, I'm the president of Pearson Industries. We're a producer of palletized work holding systems. And, well, I was kind of going over the notes from last show, and I know we only had two topics. We were covering the rural machinist and the home machinist. And, wow, there was a lot more to talk about than I realized. Uh, it was one of our longest podcasts ever at uh, a little over half an hour. And I was looking at the first podcast. It, was, it wasn't it was even 10 minutes. And the second one was uh, 16, and the third one over 30. So I'm going to have to cut down some of the things. So this time, to relieve you guys from hearing me go on and on, and to just keep it more interesting, we're going to keep it – well, we're going to try and keep this one a short show. And – I'm just going to tell you some stories, pretty much. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, and next week, we're going to get into more detail, and it's your turn to tell some stories. Now, here's what we're going to do today. I'm going to give you a couple stories that uh, might just encourage you, might brighten up your day, your morning, whatever it may be, of uh, some some uh, business nightmares that uh, they're just unbelievable to me. Uh, they happen, so that's the only reason I believe it. And uh, that's why I say next week, I think uh, it's going to be your time. And please write in. <laughs> I'm just imagining guys like, uh, you know, getting in front of their computers right now, you know, opening up an email. Uh, yeah. <laughs> guys are chomping at the, the bit to uh, unload some of these stories. So I'm going to start out. This is a fun one. Uh, one thing that happened to me, and I, I kind of want to tie this into my topic for today. So, yes, this first story does tie into it. Okay, so uh, this was, uh, I don't know, maybe five years ago. And at that time, I was, uh, for some of you who know, I used to be a contract manufacturer and uh, switched over to making palletized work holding systems, like I mentioned earlier. And so uh, this is back in my contract manufacturing days. And I I, uh, found this electronics company online, and they needed some work done. What they actually needed was some spacers or circuit board spacers which they were having punched uh, and stamped and and there was no forming but it was just a a punching and stamping and they were in a quandary because their supplier overseas China just couldn't produce and get it to them on time so I gave them a call and met up with a couple purchasing agents one of them we'll call her uh, we'll call her Mary so Mary sits me down in this conference room and starts to tell me how bad her vendor is and how terrible their parts are and they throw away half of the ones they receive but they're so cheap that they can afford to do that and pretty much starts going off on a on a on a rant. And then she turns to me and says, "You know, our our assembly line is shut down. We need these parts made. I'd like some samples." And I'm thinking, "Okay, well, I will give you just that." It was a big order. It might have been like ten or 20,000 pieces. So, uh, so I went back to the shop, had some guys cut some samples, took it back to her, and she said, great, yeah, this will work. Um, now I need to bring the price down 20%. So <laughs> I guess I was a little naive, and I said, well, yeah, I'll do whatever I can to get that price down. Well, I went back and realized that I was not going to be making the money that I thought I deserved to make on this job. And I had plenty of other customers that I was completely fine with and paid on time. 
and I'd heard that this was a tough company to work for because they actually paid, you know, 60, 90 days under contract, you know, you have to extend net 60 to them. So right there, I'm, I'm kind of going in, you know, scratching my head thinking what's, what's going to happen here. So kind of agree to it. And I start thinking about it. And so I call her up and say, you know, I, I can't do 20%. Can we do 10? And she said, well, uh, no. And I said, okay, well, you know, at this point, I really don't think it's worth it. And at that point, she starts unloading. Uh, she must have thought that I was one of her overseas suppliers. Well, she's got to understand, <laughs> we're about a 10-minute drive away from each other. So I stopped being yelled at because I stopped listening because I hung up the phone. Drove over there, said, if you'd like to say those things, I'd like for you to tell them to me face to face. So she says, oh no, I do, I, I'm sorry I went off. What I really meant to say was you're too overpriced. Uh, these, these parts, you know, uh, they're so-so. I don't know what she's doing, okay? I, I realize now that it's just a basic, very bottom-of-the-barrel, basement-floor tactic of buyers to just, you know, pick products apart so that they get better price. I understand that now. At the time, Little Green didn't really understand that. So I begin to explain to her with logic as my foundation. Well, this didn't quite work for her because I started to tell her that your assembly line is shut down. I can solve this problem. Your supplier gives bad parts. I can solve this problem. My prices in your opinion, are a little high. I can maybe help solve this problem. But if I'm solving all these problems, you got to give something back, okay? So it's either going to be good parts delivered on time for a higher price than you're typically paying, average parts on time with a slightly lower cost, or I can perform just like your overseas supplier and give you bad parts late but dirt cheap well to me this this completely made sense to her it didn't so she reluctantly handed over uh just because she had to get her her assembly line going she reluctantly handed over a po uh for thousands of dollars and at that point you know i was happy i thought i won so i went back to the shop started thinking about it even more and really thought, you know, I, I have a bad feeling about this. So ended up calling him back, spoke to another buyer because she wasn't there. Uh, I told this other buyer, you know what? I'm going to have to cancel this purchase order. The buyer looked at it and said, wow, this is, this is a, a big dollar amount. Uh, are you sure? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, we can bump up the price a little bit. I'm looking at some numbers here. We can bump it up. I said, you know what? It's not the price it's your purchasing agent. And this other buyer said, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but we would like to do business with you. And I said, you know what? I'm a small growing company and I can't afford to take on a customer like you. Now that might not be nightmare sounding, but 
over the course of two days, these negotiations where I knew that I wasn't going to win at all or even come close to tying, uh, it was, it was, uh, it kept me up at night. I'll be honest with you, but it brings me to the point where I want to close out the show with this and that's choosing your customers rather than them choosing you. Now I know there's a lot of us out there in the machining industry that we will grab onto any work that we can get. But in the end, sometimes is it worth it? And that's the philosophical question I'm going to throw out there. When you're up against the wall, when you got to make a machine payment, that's how these stories are formed. But even if you're struggling a little bit, or maybe you're not making uh, the type of money that you feel you should be making, it pays off in the long run if you choose your customers wisely. Uh, when I say pay off, pays off not, not always in dollars, but it pays off in reduced stress, in more restful nights, in fewer problems within your company. So just uh, that's just a little tidbit right there. So, uh, yeah, uh, kind of want to just make this a quick show, wrap it up right there. So next week or maybe the following week, we can uh, compile some of these stories. I'm trying to work on a prize here, okay? I I'm talking to uh, the guys at CNC today and trying to get a little prize, you know, maybe gift certificate. I don't know. Uh, yeah, send in your stories, send in your nightmares, get them off your chest, okay? Uh, so yeah, let's wrap it up at that. Uh, now, next week, I want to cover some topics regarding lathes and some of the techniques that you use on them that uh, I wouldn't say they're new, but they're just not widely used, in my opinion. And that is rotary broaching and polygonal turning. These are two things that can really eliminate extra steps in manufacturing and they can all be done on most lathes. So that's it. I'm wrapping it up, giving you some homework. Write in to me. Uh, my email address is jay at pearsonindustries.com. Pearson is spelled P-I-E-R-S-O-N. J at pearsonindustries.com. I'll get that. I read all emails sent to me. Uh, try and respond to most of them. Uh, your feedback on this program would be great. Uh, like I said last time, we're getting a lot of uh, good and bad feedback. I love it all. Love to hear it. Uh, love to meet you guys out there. So yeah, next week, send in those nightmares. We're going to read a couple. Maybe we'll work on a prize. Uh, the prize will be retroactive, okay? So although I don't know if there's going to be a prize now, if one is good, we will send you something. I promise you that. How's that? So that's about it for this week's show. Looking forward to hearing your stories and talking to you guys next time. You've been listening to the weekend podcast at cnctoday.com. I've been your host, Jay Pearson. I'll talk to you guys next time.